Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Back to Reynoso in the middle, top of the 18. And Lowe gets spun around and now kicked back out on top. Here's Trap with a drive off the chest. Rebound, they score! Robin Lowe with a rebound goal. And Minnesota has a 1 nothing lead. Will Trap absolutely uncorked a rocket. It blasted the goaltender Marich in the chest and stunned him. And then Robin Lowe jumps on the rebound and puts it in the back of the net. Scarves up Minnesota. Minnesota leading 1-0. Now Reynoso, right corner, left foot, near post, ahead, he scores! Brett Coleman with a Minnesota goal! What a header by Coleman, his second of the year, and Minnesota takes a 2 to nothing lead. How about the kid from Woodburn? Welcome into the Loon Call, Loons fans. Your immediate reaction, well, our immediate reactions to a Minnesota United 2-0 win over the Houston Dynamo here at Allianz Field tonight. Jonathan Harrison here alongside Dan Terrar. We are the radio broadcast team for all Minnesota United matches. You can hear us over on the radio side, over on Score North on AM 1500, the Score North mobile app, and live.scorenorth.com. You can find this podcast anywhere you find your podcast feed. Do give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. It does help us get found. Dan, complete 90 minutes. Well, almost complete 90 minutes, but the most well-rounded 90 minutes from this team in a long time, it feels like. Yeah, pretty solid Pretty solid 90 minutes. I don't think uh, the coaching staff will have too many complaints, and uh, there were 19,600 and some that had a really good time at Allianz Field, and uh, it was a beautiful night, a good good all around, and a huge three points for this team. Absolutely, uh, Emmanuel or Robin Lewis, excuse me, and Brent Coleman getting on the score sheet tonight. One of those names we expected to get on the score sheet. That's his <laughs> fourth goal in the last five matches. He's also got an assist in that time frame. But Brent Coleman, I don't think many were expecting him to get on the score sheet tonight. But his goal was a well taken corner, and he just bodies out four Houston defenders to get in front of them and pops a header over the rest of the Houston defense for a far post yeah. Uh, goal. Yeah, it was well placed header. It was a nice goal and you know let's not underestimate the fact that uh, most of Emmanuel Reynoso's corner kicks are uh, very accurate yeah um and that was one that was you know all his Brent had to do was just make sure he had space to get up and get ahead on it and and he put a great touch on it so yeah I mean uh bonus for this kid that you know uh wasn't looking to get much playing time and then Michael Boxel gets hurt and 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 this is the luxury you have you know why because if Brent Coleman is struggling, mm-hmm. and he's you know not only scoring goals, but I mean if he's not scoring and he's not covering well, and he's he's you know you got to push Boxel back quicker. Yep. And because you have that depth, and what we're finding now is pretty quality depth. Uh, that's a luxury because now Michael Boxel, who isn't you know he's not twenty years old anymore, <laughs> can have an extra week to get better. I think that if they needed him, they would have played him tonight. Exactly, but yeah, they didn't absolutely. need him, and that's what's great about this. Now you've got guys like Nico Hansen and Jacory Hayes and and Young Gray Goose that are well rested, and at any point when they get in there, uh, they're going to be they're going to be just lit up because they're so anxious to play. So the depth on this team is is what should be really encouraging to uh, I think the supporters out there right now, and uh, it's you know it's, this was this was a, a very important win. And they all are going to be from here on out. The second half of the season, just like it always is in the West, Jonathan, is there are going to be many matches that will feel like a playoff game. Absolutely. Yeah. And with the 
quality of teams that the Loons will have to play down here the second half of the season because after tonight we are officially in the second half of the season and we'll play all that second half in about three months time where we played the first half in about four or five months time so a lot of games coming up in a very condensed time frame and that depth as you mentioned right at the beginning here Dan will be tested those guys like Jan Gregish Ja'Cory Hayes who keeps getting minutes either starting or off the bench late in games. Uh, Robin, or not Robin, Ja'Cory Hayes, uh, Ethan Finley, Nico Hansen, all those guys know that they want minutes. They'll have to perform well on the field, not just on the field during mm-hmm. game time, but also in practice. So those practice reps are going to continue to get the rest of the team better. That depth is really going to work in Minnesota's favor, I think, going down the second half of this season. I think so, and, and that's that's going to be the key to it because, like you said, the second half is so much more condensed than the first half. And, um you know, I think it's it's going to bode well for this team. And, you know, and let's not forget how well the defense is playing besides Coleman scoring a goal. Yeah. Those are bonuses. What he's been doing defensively is what's going to help this team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's played very well, and uh, Tyler Miller continues to be very steady. He got his sixth clean sheet tonight. Reynoso was better tonight. He's an all-star. We should mention yep. that. Congratulations. congratulations. Yep, congratulations to him on being an all-star. Um, so... One loss in their last 13 outings. That's a hell of a run. That's a great run. Especially it, it, after the way this season started. There was a lot of negativity surrounding this team. Mm-hmm. And then all they've done is go on and lose once in the last 13 matches. That one loss was a very disappointing game. And <laughs> you it, think? <laughs> the team really did work. They got really worked on the practice field that week after that one. And they've shown that they're not going to step back into that, that space again that they where they lost to Colorado and the way they played. I don't see that team coming out again. You know, it could happen, but as long as it doesn't happen, you know, if it happens every 14 or 15 matches, you have a bad one, well, okay, that's going to happen. Um, yeah. And, you know, I just I just don't want to see that happen against a team like Houston or like San Jose. Right. You, you, for the second half of the season, I think what's really paramount for, for Adrian Heath's team is that when they play a team they should beat, they got to stop messing around and just put – Put them away, get the three points, and go home or stay home, depending on where it is. And this was a good step in that direction tonight. This was a team they should have beat, they did beat. And, you know, Houston got a few chances, but they never really never really felt like, I mean, sure, if you get a goal, it's 2-1, you're in the match. But it just it felt, maybe it's because they Minnesota scores, you know, so seldom that two goals felt comfortable. But, I don't know, I felt a little false security at two-zip. You say because they score so little. I'd say it's because they give up so little goals at this point in the season. Mm -hmm. Over the last 13 matches, they've had a heck of a run getting Tyler Miller his sixth clean sheet of the season, and that's all in the last 13 games because he took over after that Mm 0-4 start, and all six of those clean sheets have come in the last 13 matches. This defense has really stepped up since those those first four games where they gave up 10 goals. I don't know what the tally is at right now, but... Minnesota defensively playing really well lately. They've only let in 11 goals over the last 13 matches, if I'm doing my math correctly. So, which is questionable, <laughs> we know. Yeah, but know. Minnesota now 21 goals scored, 21 against. They have a zero-goal differential. They're finally back at zero there. But Minnesota climbing up to fifth place temporarily. LAFC do play tonight, if I'm remembering. No, they don't play at all this weekend. So Minnesota, no, they play tomorrow against San Jose, who debuted Jeremy Iwobisi. We'll get to that maybe on Monday night. But, um... Yeah, Minnesota climbing the standings still. Uh, now just one point away from Colorado Rapids as we speak mm-hmm. in the standings. So 
Minnesota continuing their nice run of form against a Houston side that has just really struggled this season. We saw it tonight. They couldn't find any way to break that Minnesota defense down. The Houston attack was just stifled all night long. Yeah, they didn't have much luck. Um, you know, and they've got some. You know, they've got some quality players, but you know, they they just got bared. You know, mm-hmm. picked him up, so he may help them some. Although he got hurt in the end of the match, I don't know how serious that was, but yeah, there wasn't a lot going on there uh, up front and. You know, their, their midfield, Vera and uh, Jones, just didn't... Minnesota really controlled that middle third. And yeah. when they play bad, you, most matches, you, if you just blocked out the two final thirds and watched the middle third, you'd probably be able to figure out who was winning. Yeah. Most matches. And this was one where Minnesota was so much better in that middle third than Houston, and that was a big big part of things here. So Yeah, that midfield pairing of Sonny Dotson and Will Trapp playing outstanding once again. I don't think Will Trapp gets the credit he deserves across the league for how well he's played this season. You mentioned it during the broadcast. He is probably really thankful he escaped whatever the heck Miami is at this point in time in their MLS tenure. And he's come into a stable situation in Minnesota where he's slotted in as a starter probably a little bit earlier than they had figured. I think mm-hmm. they figured that he'd probably sit behind Ozzy Alonso this season for a, for probably half the season, but Will Trapp uh, coming in for a 16th start of the season and playing magnificently well once again. Yeah, he just quietly does his job. Uh, he fired the shot that Robin Lode yeah. rebounded in, and, and it was a good hard shot. It hit uh, Merritt's right in the chest and bounced off. Now, most goaltenders will say, I should have hung on to that. Yeah, he definitely should have. But it was it was hard enough where it came off his chest and through his hands, and and he doesn't get a lot of shots. No. Um, this is not but, – but everything was, was pushed up against Houston. Emmanuel Reynoso was much further forward than mm-hmm. we've seen him lately, which is great. And that meant that Hassani Dotson and Will Trapp at times – could move up in tighter and, and join in offensively. So this is what, what we saw in that first half, uh, even though it only, it only um, produced one goal, was particularly in that first 15 minutes or so, was what Minnesota really wants to do. Yeah. That's what their offense is meant to do. And then you still have Roman Metinier running up and down the wing and throwing in some really accurate crosses. And uh, So, yeah, that was what we want to see more of. And, and remember, we've got uh, um, Fragapani yet to come back. Absolutely. You know, and I don't know how far he is. I don't know if he's back on Saturday or not against LA Galaxy, but um, so, you know, there's there's a lot of good things going on right now. Yeah, and we, we've spent a lot of the loom call tonight talking about how the defensives played, mm-hmm. how they shut down Houston, but that, also, that all is helped out by a rare early goal by the Loons. Robin Lloyd getting on the score sheet in the 15th minute, as you mentioned, jumping on a rebound off of Marco Marich. And getting that early goal, that's something we talked about in our pre-match show over on Score North, that that was so key to how they wanted to play tonight. We heard Adrian Heath talk about it in his pre-match interview, that they want to get out on the front foot because Houston had that midweek game, that they expended a lot of energy against Austin trying to get a win against their Texas Derby rival. And they just couldn't do it on Wednesday. They couldn't do it tonight. And Minnesota really benefiting, I think, from that 15th-minute goal. For a quick start, and, and he literally off the opening kickoff, they, they worked yeah. it quickly down uh, the pitch and, and created an opportunity within, you know, 30 seconds. I mean, it was boom, boom, boom. So they got off to a good start. This team hasn't been famous for great starts. And, no. And maybe that's something they're getting better at as they get more confident, um, you know, going forward. You know, I, I think – I don't know. I'm trying to figure out – what the difference was in 
Emmanuel Reynoso tonight where he, he seemed to have a little more room. He was pushed up higher. It, was it because of the play behind him by, by Will Trapp and by Hassani Dotson? Was it uh, because Adrian Anu was in front of him and they were focused on him a little bit more than they, than they were with Robin Lud in that spot? I don't know. But, but there was a difference tonight. And, of course, Adrian Heath has been pushing him, telling him to push further up and, and not to drop back quite as much as he has been. So it, it may be a combination of all those things, but it, it was a glimpse as to tonight as to why he was an all-star. Yeah, and quickly going into the Optostats, which we have access to during the matches, they have they have a heat map, and you can see where the player spent most of his time. And throughout most of the season, you've seen Emmanuel Reynoso sit more in the midfield, which is a little probably too deep for mm-hmm. where you want your number 10. Yeah. Tonight, it is all in that number 10 role, or that right in that area where you want your number 10, right in between that midfield and the, the the opponent's penalty box. It's a lot of space spent in there, so it doesn't look like, and thinking back on the match, it doesn't feel like he dropped back too deep too often, and so he's staying up closer to the goal like his like the coaches have wanted over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, and that's, and that's something that is, like you said, whatever the reason is for that, that's good. Hopefully he continues to do that, and uh, he will. this team will be better offensively. Uh, the further up he plays. Uh, should we be concerned about Audrey Nunu? Not a, another game without a goal tonight. I don't think he had a terrible game, but he was he was bodied a couple times by Tim Parker. Tim Parker showing absolutely why he's had now his 165th league start mm-hmm. in this in MLS. Uh, going up against Audrey Nunu, going up against a veteran defender like that, um, he hasn't had the easiest of starts here as a loon. He had those two early goals, but since then it's kind of dropped off. Should we be concerned about him, or is he just kind of getting his feet uh, settled here in the States? Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, the quick start raised the bar, and so the expectations were this guy's going to yeah. score every match. Well, he's not. And, and, and you might be right. Maybe the physical play, the book on him might be if you play him physical, he'll kind of shy away. Um, but... The talent is there. We've mm-hmm. seen it in the couple of goals that he scored and some opportunities. So uh, I think the good thing is uh, you probably will see him starting most matches, but if he struggles or if the team struggles to score, you roll Robin Lud right back in there, yep. and Robin's getting more and more comfortable there, and he produces there. He produces wherever they put him. So I think it's okay for now, but you know, if you're looking at you know five, six matches from now and he still hasn't scored – because, I mean, that's his job. I mean, yeah, you striker, brought him in. Striker's job is to score goals. And, and whatever else he does, nobody really cares. <laughs> score goals. doesn't matter. So, uh, it, not yet, but I think, yeah, down the road, if he doesn't start, you know, finishing a few, there will be some concern. So. Yeah, he made a couple nice runs. Um, just want to see him get more um, goals, as we've talked about. That's mm-hmm. what you want from a guy like that. All right, as we wind down the loom call here, Dan, what what ground your gears? What grinded your gears tonight? I don't know how to pronounce that it was correctly. A, but grounded, grinded, 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 grinded. It was it was a night where there wasn't a lot of gear grinding going. No, that's a good because it went went well for uh, for Minnesota uh, for most of the night. They didn't play bad. I'll tell you, but what it is is real simple. When someone acquires a new player, <laughs> decides to put them on, put a jersey on their back, and then put them into a match. When they haven't even released that the player's on their roster or has a number. Yeah. That grinds my gears. They announced that they had signed him, but they didn't tell us what number he was wearing. He wasn't even and on the roster. You look at the game notes that we all get, and Nothing. there's Nothing. no number on there. So when number 20 comes onto the field, I mean, we're sitting half, we're sitting right at the midway point, which we have great seats. We'll never complain about that. But we're, we're 
a couple. <laughs> or what? Like in the we're high up, no. so we can't really read the names on the back of the jerseys. Can't really tell who that is. We look at the the team roster, and we have everything in our notes prepared for all the numbers that are there in the team roster, except for. Karaskia, who doesn't have a number because we don't expect him to play, and then he comes in late in this one, and we both look at each other, who the heck's number 20? There's this feeling you get, a little inside to a broadcaster's life, and there's only, <laughs> it's only a few things that cause this feeling, is when somebody comes into play, you look at the roster, and there's no player with that number on the roster. It's just this empty, hollow feeling, and you're going, what do I I did do my now? prep. What the heck now, is this? Yeah. Now, this happens... You know, at the high school level all the time. Right. Um, I called a high school hockey game once where two girls, because it was going to be their last hockey game in the state tournament, mm-hmm. championship game, they thought it would be fun to switch jerseys. <laughs> what? Come on. Yeah, so stuff legal? like that. You ex- yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just high school. <laughs> so that, that happens at lower levels. It probably even things happen at the college level where players, you know, you know, get a jersey. Their jersey tears, and they don't have another one with their numbers, so they switch numbers but don't tell anybody. Things like that. But at this level, you don't expect to happen. So that grinds my gears. But it doesn't grind them near as much as if we had lost and that happened. So <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So we'll call that good for the Loon call tonight. Dan, a 2-0 win for the Loons. Keeps them climbing up the Western Conference. Keeps their run of form alive. Only one loss in their last 13. It's been a very good bounce back from an 0-4 start to the season. Loons solidifying themselves as one of the better teams in the Western Conference. Dan, final thoughts as we close out the Loon call tonight. Uh, You know what? Just keep things moving forward. This team is confident right now. There was no Darwin Quintero sighting here tonight, which is too bad. It would have been fun to see him. Um, might have resulted in a third goal for us, so that would have been great. Um, and, uh, yeah, just keep rolling on, and next Saturday, more of the same. Get off to a good start against the Galaxy. I sense you're doubting Darwin Quintero's defensive abilities, but yeah. we'll move on from that. Yeah. That has been hey, the Brent, Loon Hey, Brent Coleman has more goals than Darwin this year. <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> Chase Gasper does, too. He does. <laughs> So that has been the Loon Call for tonight. We like to get our immediate reactions out so you Loons fans have something to listen to on your drives home or early in the morning, tomorrow morning. Again, we'll be back for the Loon Talk podcast Monday night. Uh, Dan and I will talk all about this win. We'll also hand out some midseason awards now that we're at the midseason point. We may or not give Dan a Premier League team since he doesn't have one and the Premier League starts next weekend. But that'll be coming up on the Loon Talk podcast feed Monday night. You can find that anywhere you find your podcast. Also, you can watch it over on Score North's YouTube channel if you want to. Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. It does help us get found. Loon fans, thanks for listening. Dan, good call tonight. We will talk to you Monday. See you then. See you then, Loon fans.